Hey everybody, this is the Auto What Podcast number 14. My name is Keegan On. I'm here with Rob Attrell, Amon Bashir, and our friend Desiree Ojik. Am I saying that right? O- yes, you are. Ojik. Nice work. Yeah, thanks. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know Des, that's why. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I it's only it been like, what, 10 years? Yeah. So yeah. I thought it would sound organic, but I was like, am I saying that right? But now you just do it. Yeah. It's all over. No, it's, it's Should it's I very... go? Like <laughs> No, you know what? As uh, well, you stay. We'll Keegan. get Keegan get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Damien Brooms coming up uh, later. And uh, <laughs> that's been that's been the podcast. <laughs> that's it. Uh, uh, what? Yeah, we're very happy to have and, and fortunate to have Desiree here. Um oh, we're, you. we're very excited uh, about this podcast. Desiree works in marketing. She's a uh what? I, Guru is guru too strong? Oh, marketing oh, guru. We, we, marketing we people don't, hate the word guru. We don't say guru or unicorn or ninja. It's oh. the marketing titles, man. I could go on, but I was just, I work in marketing. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> we will leave it at that. Okay, okay. that's sweet. And that's uh, yeah. And I think I, I'm really I'm really really excited because it's something that it's a very like sleek profession that and you know you don't really know very many marketing people or I don't anyways you unless know. you're in marketing Again, then it's you one know of those things that's very specific like I know a lot of teachers I know a lot of you only know teachers <laughs> I guess yeah I'm also biased or government workers but you don't know a lot of marketing people and so I'm really excited to talk about it oh, well, but in true podcast fashion we introduce the guest and immediately switch over to talk about the beer that we talk about and Desiree's excited because she was saying earlier that she is really into local beer. And not only is she excited, she was just fake clapping. No, she did. Well, <laughs> Air clapping. You're, you're actually allowed to make noise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it's a podcast, so I don't want to like assault people with my applause. It's true, it's true. So a slow clap for, for those the beer. With, with earphones. Yeah, yeah we, yes. we want to respect them. Yes, That's fair. exactly. Uh, so, Rob, why don't you tell us a bit about the beer? Uh, this beer is, it looks pretty nice. It's called the Kissmeyer Nordic Pale Ale. And uh, it's brewed in Van Cleek Hill. That's a bad idea. What else is in Van Cleek Hill? The Bose Brewery is the in Bose Van Cleek Hill. We've actually yes, never had, we had a Bose beer yet. Yeah, Tom Green. Oh, yeah. That counts. Okay, sure. Bose brews this. That's a, this is a Bose beer. Yes. Uh, oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not yeah. branded like a Bose beer. No, it's no not. it is not. Purposely, not at maybe. All. They're trying yeah. to diversify. Yeah. Oh. Is that a marketing thing? I think say? it might be, yes. Yeah. I think it's a it's brand like, extension of some kind. It's like, it's like a, a sub-brand. Like a yeah. Best Buy Future Shop thing? Exactly. Can we put a pin in that? Cause I, I want to talk. Cause do you know what that is? <laughs> I yeah, that? I know. Okay, sweet. It's a... Uh, it, well, I would think from a marketing perspective, if it fails, they they can just forget about it. But if it's good, they can be like, oh yeah, we brewed that. <laughs> okay. Des. Initial thoughts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Um, I like it. It's sweet, right? So it has a sweet... It's also yeah. hoppy. I mean, I... Very hoppy. It's correct strong. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's got a high IBU, right? Yeah. It doesn't say it, but I can... Is that international 5.6% would generally suggest... Bitterness units, yeah. I know something. <laughs> I know what things are. Uh, so, despite the hops, you enjoy it, Keegan? Yeah, it has like a really sweet start, right? Like there's yeah, something, yeah, I get something it. kind of sweet at the very the, the front end. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm learning lingo. Good beer words. Well, we can just make it up, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there we go. Uh, no, I, I really like it too. It's uh, yeah. It, it it actually 
feels as strong as we had one we had a dark one recently and it was surprisingly light and this is sort of like the same in terms of how strong it is to mm-hmm. me anyway yeah. but uh, no I'm really enjoying it it's good how about you Des? I really like it I've had this beer before you have? but okay, it, it's one of my favorites really? I really like it it's one of the only ones that has a high IBU that I actually really enjoy okay so, right yeah, yeah because I'm, so, I also really just like like a bitter bitter stuff yeah. or like hoppy stuff but this is good mm-hmm. okay it gives me some like beer street cred that I can enjoy a hoppy <laughs> beer yeah, there you go yeah. <laughs> how do you say it? How do you say Kissmeyer? Kissmeyer, because that's something that really devalues yeah. street cred when you can't say it. <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> I do that all the time. This beer is full of weird ingredients, though, and the font they chose makes it really confusing because the T looks like an L on the label. Oh yeah, I actually know the designer of that label. Do you? Just FYI, Eddie at Bose. Yeah. It's interesting. Cool. It's got oats, it's got hops, it's got maple syrup, heather flowers, I knew it had maple rose syrup. hips, cranberries, wild sweet, possibly gale or gate. Can't tell because the L and the T look the same. <laughs> and easel. So that's that's interesting. Gale or gate? The L's look like T's, or the T's yeah, look like Yeah, but it can't L's. be either of those things, right? What is it then? Well, is it a, a gate, typo? A gate oh, is like gate. a fence, and a gale is like a storm. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like neither Both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it would be gay. Oh, something called a physical Yaro? thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there might be some fence in there. But yeah, all thumbs up, I think, from everybody. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. No one just likes it. It's great. Another potential sponsor, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just someone, throwing it out there. Someone listening is like, all these reviews are really positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they must be really desperate for sponsors. Um, but no, we have a sponsor every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Desiree, this might be a good segue into about you. What um, what do you look for in a beer? Because you're very into local beer, you were saying. So what what um, what traits do you like in beer? Well, I like them to be local, um, mm-hmm. which which we just covered. Yeah, uh, I think we talked about it a little bit earlier. I actually get a little bit antagonized when local Ottawa chains don't have local beer options, and right. I go in and I ask them, you know what do you have that's local? And they say, we have something from Toronto. Not local. <laughs> that, that's not local. Sorry. I don't know that you understand what that word means, sir or madam. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, again, I like lighter beers mostly, unless it's around Christmas. And then you've got like your gingerbread stouts and they're just yep. so, so delicious <laughs> that you just love them. Uh, mostly lighter beers. I really like basically everything that Covered Bridge Brewing does. They're amazing. Their chai beer, which again, we talked about, is just phenomenal. It's like this weird, amazing beer that you've never had before. It's not too much chai, so it's not like this weird, sticky, sweet Starbucks latte beer. Right. But it's also chai. Which is a weird sentence. It, it kind of is. Yes. So it legitimately tastes like chai. As yes. if I'm having a chai tea, latte, whatever. It tastes like it, but it's not overwhelming. Is not that- overwhelming. Okay. It's still a beer, but it's a chai beer. Is this, and, is this yeah. sorry for interrupting, is this something you can only have one of, or is this something that you can have sort of multiple in a city? I'm just going to put it out there. I may or may not have finished a growler by myself in one sitting. <laughs> there is my answer. Yes. <laughs> so... I don't drink tea, so I need some clarification here because I've heard that the word chai means tea. It it does, but chai is also a tea, like a right. It's a specific well. yeah. type of tea. That's right. 
But so, so would you be able to tell if you're having a chai tea, it's distinctive in itself. You know you're having a chai tea as opposed to just like a Earl so, Grey or something. Right? I, I guess so. Yeah. So having a chai beer would be different than having, for instance... A green tea beer. Green tea beer. Or a, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. Green tea beer would probably be the worst thing on the planet. You don't know that. Green tea, a lot of stuff I don't like. When they have like green tea ice cream, I'm like, that's disgusting. It's not good. <laughs> I but people green, love that. Yeah. I had a green tea latte once and I was surprised at how much I disliked it. I was like <laughs> genuinely shocked. People drink this. People pay $5 for one of these lattes. You I did. do not enjoy. I did. I did do that. It was awful. People, you did. Uh, okay, that's fair. Uh, uh, sorry, you. We were talking about that because we want to tra- sort of translate that to, to marketing, or, or uh, no? I was going, trend, going to transition to Desiree. Beer. Oh, yeah. oh, just Desiree <laughs> in general. So, okay. Well, first of all, local anything. You're you're a local girl, are you? Yes, born and raised. Okay, what part of Ottawa? I grew up in Nepean. Okay. And I went to Bell High School, Tano Keegan. Another Nepeanite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a bunch of them. <laughs> and I went to Carleton University, studied business with a concentration in marketing, and now I've worked for a couple different local Ottawa places in marketing. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and and how does it look so far? I mean, obviously you're just at the beginning of your career, but how mm-hmm. do the marketing options in Ottawa sort of look for you? Honestly, it's better than people say it is. A lot of the times when you're in school studying marketing, people tell you, you're going to have to leave Ottawa. And that's true of a lot of fields. That's true of, I know, a big conversation right now is artists. Yeah. Do you have to live leave Ottawa or can you just stay here and build a career? Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people locally who have done that in different disciplines. Steve St. Pierre, local designer, creative director, he's amazing, good friend of mine, and he left Ottawa for a while, but he came back and he's been a really big proponent of you don't have to leave Ottawa to do great work. Right. And I think that's really true in marketing as well. To be fair, you have to get into some specific industries. Some have more opportunities than others. So, for example, I'm in tech marketing, and you can build a really great career in tech in Ottawa because there's the high-tech sector in Canada. There's Shopify. There's a lot of really successful tech companies here. There are some successful retail companies in Ottawa, not compared to the amount that you have in Toronto or Montreal, but I mean, you've got Costco has an office here, you've got Giant Tiger has their headquarters here, Farm Boy, you you have a fair, Lee Valley. Oh, yeah. Also in Ottawa. That's right. Oh, I see. So you, oh, so you have to work at the headquarters if you're in marketing, or that's like the... I guess that's the theory. Because I was thinking like, there's some marketing everywhere, because like businesses are everywhere, but I, I... it comes from a centralized place. Yeah. The headquarters. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. The layman wouldn't know. I, I play the layman on the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, noble guys don't know that problem. You're doing well. He plays it to an extreme. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that was that was a genuine thought. I, yeah. I just thought, like, marketing is, like, you could do it anywhere because, like, there's Tim Horton is here. There's everything. <laughs> but yeah, I get it now. It's yeah. like, stuff is centralized. Okay. Kind of comes out. Honestly, there are a lot of local businesses. I mean, there mm-hmm. are local breweries. There are local everything. And I know a lot of people have also built really successful freelance careers helping local businesses with their marketing right. and their PR. So there is a lot of opportunity here. You a little bit just have to know where to look. But I would definitely support anyone who wants to build a career in marketing can do so in Ottawa. Okay. So specifically tech marketing, what does that mean? So... 
In terms of tech marketing, I work for a software as a service company and we sell to big enterprise companies who need to manage their marketing workflow. And that's what our software does. Yeah. And so, but beyond that, you've also got things like a lot of business to business marketing that happens out in the Canada tech sector. You've got enterprise security software and video monitoring for enterprises and Technology that, quite frankly, I do not even understand. <laughs> like, there's got some biotechnology. They've got space technology. It's way, way, way over my head. Sure. I study business. Yep. I'm not an engineer. Okay. But they have a lot of opportunity. And these businesses, every business does need to sell its product to its target audience. And that's what marketing does, is understand the target audience, know how to speak to them, know where to find them. And then go there and speak to them. Now, I would, I would think that would be difficult if you don't have that, for example, engineering background. Because how can you sell the product or help sell the product if you don't truly understand it? It can be. I think that there are some marketers who do come from the engineering side of things and transition over. Yeah. There are also marketers who tend to specialize in a field or are good at learning and just have a little bit of familiarity with how software works, how technology works, and they can pick up what they need right. to get the yeah. job done. Is that is that the category, the, the ladder? Is that where you fall in? I think, without sounding arrogant, I think that's where I fall in. That I'm, was really arrogant of you. <laughs> oh, the worst. <laughs> I mean, I studied business, so I'm not coming from the technology background, but sure. I've been able to pick up what I need to in order to connect with customers because... Especially at the end of the day, in an enterprise situation, these people are just people. And especially the buyers of technology, they just have a problem they need to solve. Yep. They don't need me to tell them all of the specifications. They have a technical team for that. And we have a technical team for that. I just need to be able to tell them, our software solves this problem for you. Whatever that is. And usually it's not technical. Sure. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. That's cool. Yeah, I guess it's all in the methodology of the marketer mm -hmm. in, in a sense of where you're going to an organization, you're saying, okay, you know, you, you have, what, 10 questions that you, you could probably, textbook mm -hmm. questions you can ask and be like, okay, I understand everything I need to know about this. Now you just pick it up and you find out who the target audience is and you, you, you go to it. That makes a lot of sense. You don't need the specialist. They're not asking you to, to, to build the program. You're just there. That makes sense. Yeah. I like it. And a lot of what I do, too, is content marketing. So it's not even that I'm telling them we can solve their problem. I'm just over here taking subject matter experts, editing their content, writing stuff, so that when those buyers go looking in Google or they go looking on the internet for how do I solve this problem, we're what they find. Ah. And that's a huge part of the buying cycle right now. Like, people come into the buying cycle so educated yeah. about your software and what they need and your competitors that a big part of my job is making sure that they can find the information they need about us before they even talk to a salesperson. That's that's important, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's true. Cool. I mean, think away about the way that you buy electronics. Like, you're going to ask your friends, you're going to research online, you're going to look at consumer reviews, you're going to look at the reviews on the website, you're going to do your research, and then when you go into a future shop or a Best Buy, you're going to know kind of exactly what you're looking for, and the salesperson is not going to have a huge amount of impact in what you end up purchasing. Mm -hmm. That's neat. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I think the focus has shifted more towards um, like consumer-based education. 
That's really neat. Yeah, I guess so. And, and I mean, the the whole the whole salesman thing has changed a lot, and mm-hmm. and that, that makes a lot of sense because I'm thinking of the you know recent times like. For example, when I bought my TV, mm-hmm. I mean, I figured it out, and I and I, I knew so much about it that I even just ordered it online, got it delivered from Costco. Yeah. But like, I didn't even need to go into the store. So the whole thing is that once upon a time, you used to go and you used to meet up with these sleazy salesmen and be like, <laughs> "Oh no, this is the one that you want," yeah. you know. And I'm like, "No, I, I know what I want." That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, your your job is to make sure it's easy for me to find it from whatever organization you're working for. Yes. Because otherwise, I'm just going to go to somebody else. Who has that information easily accessible? Yeah, cool. I've never thought about that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Literally never. <laughs> That's neat. Desiree, do you, could you take us through like a typical day in at your job, or like what kind of stuff you specifically do? Like you kind of touched on it, like yeah. So my job is really different every day, which I really, really enjoy. Yeah. I get to do a huge variety of things. So there's no real typical day. A lot of time is spent... I write a lot of material for the company. So writing skills are actually really, really, really brutally important in marketing. (laughs) I can't stress that enough. I was a marketing TA for two years, and I I would just cry Uh, over uh, some uh, writing (laughs) skills. Um, But writing skills, very important. I do a lot of writing for the company, and I do a lot of planning. So taking a look at... I have to understand who our target audience is, and so I'll be in planning meetings with our CEO, our sales team, the other marketing people on our team, and talking about how are we going to reach these people. There's only a limited market. I mean, we sell to the enterprise, so there's only about 500 to 1,000 companies who would really find value in what we do. So it's a really small market, so we a lot of it is planning how do we get to these people. So we'll have planning meetings, we'll run campaigns, I'll help make sure that all of the people internally are talking about the product the right way, which is an interesting sidebar of the messaging stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because I work with a really great team, so that part's always fun. Sure, awesome. And we have dogs in the office, and they have oh, so far <laughs> not picked up on how we talked about the tool, but I'm really, I ordered a book about training dogs. So I'm really hopeful. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, you just raised a good point in terms of it's important for all of you to be on the same page. So you said wait, you don't have that much of an issue where you currently work, but but how, how would one overcome something like that? That is a really good question. The things that we've done currently, because it's not much of an issue, we're a fairly small team and only a certain number of us talk to the customers. Yeah. But we have still had an issue internally because it's easy for people to get off track of what the messaging is because our CEO is the one who's most directly in touch with customers. So he hears the latest of what people are saying and that changes his perception of what the messaging is. Right. Then my job is to make sure that everyone else is on the same page. So one of the things that we did that I found was really helpful was to send every single person in the company a really quick three-question, I don't want to say test, let's say survey. Sure. A survey asking them, it was was totally a test, (laughs) and asking them what our value proposition was, why customers prefer us, and what we help them do. And the answers to that were really interesting based on which departments got closest to what we thought, and it was able to make my case internally of 
we need some training on this because mm. these answers are so varied. Oh, cool. That's neat. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're kind of almost taking, like, pushing your the your employees towards, like, a mission mission statement. You know, like, businesses have a mission, mission statement. You're kind of keeping people on, on message in that sense. Yeah, and making sure that anytime a customer talks to anyone, whether it's support or customer success or marketing or sales... They're getting the same story right. about why our product is important for their co- company. That's neat. Yeah, that is really neat. Um, I have no segue, but we have to do a sponsor really quickly. <laughs> Excellent. I, I love a good sponsor. I'm in marketing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's a segue. Rob, you want to take it? Okay, yeah, of course. Uh, so we are sponsored this week by the O-Train, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes... You inevitably find yourself in Bayview. That that happens to everyone. Um, <laughs> but when you're there, you need to get to Greenboro ASAP. I'm here today to tell you all about a very special service most of you have probably never used or even heard of. The Ottawa O-Train. If you've wanted to use public transit but didn't really want to go anywhere useful, this is the service for you. For the price of a regular bus fare, you can experience a ride you've already forgotten on a train that leaves nowhere and ends up even further from nowhere. On top of that, it completes the trip in only 12 minutes. So fast, and such a smooth ride. The last time you took a more pointless mode of transport, you were eight and riding your sister's training bike. O-Train, take one today. It was really nice of them to to, to sponsor us. Light rail. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's getting kind of aggressive. <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, O Train's cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to the expansion. Oh yeah, when to, what, to, when, to, to, to the, the airport? airport LRT. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no no the expansion of the O Train like of the, the light of our light rail system in Ottawa. Oh yes, going because, because the, the current O Train was supposed to go to the airport. But then they sort of yeah. cut it, right? Uh, okay. Then they decided let's not be a major international city no. and have public transport that goes to the, <laughs> the airport. <laughs> Who needs it? Uh, two. Well, there, are, are there bus? There must be buses. There there bus. Have you never taken a bus to the airport? I've never gone to the airport. How is that even possible? Where? Are yeah. Who are you? City? I've left the city by car. Uh, <laughs> go to the airport, man. I've, I've nice. been on a plane in probably ten years. There's a waterfall. Yeah, is a waterfall there? Yeah. I don't believe it. There's, so. There might <laughs> be more than, I think there might be more than one waterfall. There you There's, go. Maybe a fountain and a waterfall. Oh, that's a lie. I drove There's to the water. I drove to the airport. I did. I used to work for a car rental company. <laughs> and they had a location there. So there's that. Uh, but that aside, Des, have you been on the O-Train? I have been on the O-Train. And how would you rate your experience? Well, I was a frosh leader at Carlton. And I was shepherding for lack of a better word oh, that's a bunch a of first word. years that's yeah. a perfect word for it and it was actually one of two times that I used my U-Pass because I was a commuter student who drove into school oh. so it cost me about $90 wow so I mean would I say it was value for money <laughs> sure I mean it was beautiful it was, there was a lot of greenery <laughs> The, uh, sorry, what cost me $90? The U-Pass? The Which U-Pass. Per month it twice. or overall? I used it twice, and it's $180. So $90 per ride. I $90 guess. per ride. Well, you know what? That raises a whole thing in itself. We don't even have this on a list, but 
I, uh, because I, I remember when UPass was sort of starting up. Mm-hmm. And I remember it being a big deal for commuters. Yeah. Now, I'm, I was never a commuter. Uh, and actually, I don't know if it, they had UPass when I was in school. But uh, when they brought it in, mm-hmm. the commuters all sort of stood up and were like, well, why do we have to pay for this? Because we're not going to use it at all. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that? Honestly, as much as I make the joke that it cost me $90 per ride, sure. I was fully in support of the U-Pass. I think it was the best possible deal for university students. It saved a lot of people mm-hmm. a lot of money. Right. And I was fully in support of it. I mean, I did live on campus for a year, and I rented an apartment for a couple months other than that, and I really relied on OC Transpo. I was lucky to have a car during university. That was a really lucky thing that my family afforded me. Yeah. But I, I was fully, fully in support of the UPass. I think anything that makes getting around town and living in Ottawa more affordable for students is a good thing. And, and that's sort of like a free-for-all type program, right? So you, you, you have a card, and you can go you know, as frequently as you like on the train or OC Transpo. Yes. Uh, for the eight months of the year. Yeah. And does it apply for the summer as well? I don't know that it does. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I have no idea. Like I, okay, it doesn't. No. Okay, it's confirmed. But uh, but no, that, that's interesting because the commuters that I know were, were very much against it. It's it's, it's kind of cool to hear your side of it, in that you know you understand both sides. Yeah. And you're right. It, it is of great value and mm-hmm. uh, of of people who can use it. And it's just it's just the fact is they need everybody to buy in or or they can't provide that service. Yeah. Very cool. It's kind of like we live in Canada, and that's a thing that we're into. Like yep. healthcare. <laughs> like healthcare. There you go. <laughs> um, Desiree, you're very successful on Twitter. Oh, well, and thanks. Other social media. It's just objectively, yeah. I can see that. Um, how, how, many, how many followers do you have? I might have over 1,300. So, yeah, that, that would be very successful. <laughs> a lot. Go ahead. Um, oh. And I was just wondering... Uh, Obviously, you think it's you believe it's important to um, for marketing purposes or for your own personal use. And I just wanted you to talk about social media and the role it plays in your life and your job. Yeah. So in marketing, I think any anywhere from a marketing student to someone interested in marketing to an executive working working in marketing should be on social media. It's the new way to communicate. I mean, it's completely... I don't even want to get into how it's changed communications (laughs) for brands because it's really changed absolutely everything from the expectations to the ability of people to talk about issues even more far-reaching than brands. I don't want to get into politics, but really, really, social media has changed everything. And I think it's really important for people to be on. In terms of my career, I've been able to connect with people... I never would have been able to talk to or have an ongoing conversation with or feel like we're friends with if it wasn't for Twitter. I mean, I've been able to connect with so many of my idols in the content strategy profession, in the marketing profession, through Twitter. It's unbelievable that I would have access to these people at my age at this point in my career. It's absolutely unbelievable. Sure. But I do, and that's the power of Twitter, and it's really awesome. That's neat. Um, do you, is there at at your company? Is there um, do you use social media as another route to take feedback from customers? Or I know because it's very interactive, and I've heard that uh, 
like some companies, um, they, they the whole new departments are emerging because they have to deal with this influx of, of feedback. We not so much. Um, our support is more traditional. A okay. lot of the enterprise companies that we work with oh, are right. more traditional in terms of that. But in terms of consumer companies, yeah. yes. If we if we dealt directly with end consumers, I would be advocating hands down all yeah. the time social media support. Yeah, <laughs> that makes more sense. I, it's kind of frustrating though. Some brands have taken it a little too far, and they just have like it, it's a it's fully a corporate Twitter account and they'll have one or two people manning it and that I mean sometimes it's good and sometimes they're really great and it's like getting good customer service on the phone but other times you're sort of get it's just like worthless to have like they can say we have a corporate Twitter account and we'll like <laughs> give support through it but then just nothing happens like it's worthless right yeah. oh, I, I it's, it's very easy to yeah. do wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. but some people do it really really well by saying it's available and not having it but but you know I mean as an example of people who do it really well Tech Savvy who's the internet company yeah. who fun fact founders are from Elliott Lake Ontario my hometown <laughs> how long are you waiting to bring that up I'm going to be dropping <laughs> Elliott Lake on this podcast as many times as possible <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not getting paid yeah. I, uh, but no Tech Savvy um, is, is sort of like a, it's it's the little guy, as it were, in, in, in sort of the internet service provider industry. And um, when I moved to, to, to this new condo, I uh, there was some difficulty because the way it works is that they use Rogers Cable lines in, a, in order. They sort of piggyback off of it a bit. And uh, so they're pretty dependent on, on the, the, the service of Rogers to serve their, their customers. And in theory, you know, Rogers is supposed to go in a certain order and things like that. And... Something shady seemed to be going on where <laughs> Rogers really showing priority to their own customers. And when when they found out that I was going with Tech Savvy, I even had a Rogers guy call me and say, hey, well, let me tell you the deal I can offer you. And I'm like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Tech Savvy. I didn't mention Elliot Lake. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. That was a missed opportunity. It really was. It was probably the guy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy. Well, we're talking to Rogers here. So, uh, but yeah, anyway... Um, but, but ultimately, what happened is I went something like 14 days without an internet, which, again, it's, it's not the end of the world. But you know, for, for people who are so dependent on, you know, whether it's social media or what, you're always using something on the internet. You, know, you, you like to have it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I, I tweeted something about it to be like, oh, well, you know, it's day 14, still no internet. But, uh, and and I, didn't, I didn't use their handle or anything. They just happened to notice that I said tech savvy. Yeah. They found me. They, they 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 tweeted me. Said you know follow us and then direct message us. Mm-hmm. And within I think twenty four hours I had internet. I I don't want to break your bubble, but they have software <laughs> yeah. that can monitor those brand mentions, which which is cool them. too. But all okay. I'm saying, yeah, and it's not. It's, I'm not saying that like it's not magic. human did it, <laughs> but I'm saying that once upon a time you'd have to continuously call. Yeah. Yes. Whereas, but and, and I wasn't complaining. Like I wasn't. I wasn't being like really passive aggressive. It was yeah. just like a funny tweet. I, you know, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> but but ultimately, by using a social media sort of network or, or, or page tool, even I was uh, I was able to connect with Tech Savvy, regardless of the tools that they're using. Yeah. And and they were able to to sort of correct the problem within mm-hmm. 24 hours, yeah. which is insane. 
because otherwise I could have been waiting another, you know, who knows, two weeks, what, more? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, awesome. It's fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, the power of social networking is, is kind of insane right now. So, but, but, I mean, that's just Twitter. Now, do, do you use other social media at all? I do. So, I mean, as with most of the world, I'm on Facebook. Oh, of course, yes. I have a personal website, which is something that I think everyone should have. Yeah. And those are those are really my two favorites. I'm a big fan of Twitter. I'm on Twitter almost all day, I would say. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm lucky enough that my job involves being on Twitter, <laughs> and it's a support for my job that I have a Twitter presence. So That's a nice little disclaimer. I'm, I'm working. I'm working, <laughs> but I'm also on Twitter all the time. Oh, yeah, that's fair. And, yeah, so those, those are my two big ones and my personal website. Okay. I, um, I know we were just talking earlier about how everybody should have social media. Did, did we also... Did you say anything about how everybody should have a website as well? Like, did, did we actually talk about that? Literally did. Just, just now. No, 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 no. Did we talk about it? No, you just said it again. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't and talk so about it. So let's talk about that. Why should everybody have a website? Convince me. I really think that it is the new tool. So if you think about it in the way that companies are selling right now, people go looking and they need to find information and whichever company answers their question is going to shoot up 10,000% in terms of who's going to get considered for the ultimate sale. Take that in terms of job seekers. So if you're looking to hire a digital marketing professional in Ottawa, or teacher doesn't work, Keegan, I'm sorry, because teachers don't get hired like that. I have a website, though. They, they <laughs> haven't get hired that way, in theory. Maybe not right now, but... If the union was okay with it, they could get hired that way. Let's put it that way. <laughs> sure. It's like weebly.com slash Keeganon or something. It's real. I will like it. That's not right. It's, not, yeah, it's, it's something like that. The Keegan would go before the Weebly. First rule of having a website. Learn your website. <laughs> that is the first rule of having a website. But, but please, yeah, continue. So, I mean, really that's, especially in marketing, that's the thing is if someone can find you by searching for what they're looking for, mm-hmm. they're much more likely to trust that, A, you know what you're doing in terms of digital marketing. Right, yeah. And B, if you can prove you're an expert before you even talk to them, it's going to be a much easier conversation for you. Mm-hmm. That's great. And so, do, do you? So, your your website is it? Um, do you, what software did you use? So, I really like WordPress, and partially it's because it's just the first blogging platform that I ever used. Right. Partially it's because when I started looking at marketing jobs. A lot of companies use WordPress as their so content many. management system. So many companies. It's an industry secret, maybe. Yeah. It's not even a secret anymore. It's, it's like just... 90% of them. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of job posts will ask for WordPress experience. So okay. when I can say I've developed and customized my own website on WordPress.org, and I've developed tons of websites on WordPress.com, and I've managed the content on them. I'm super familiar with the interface. That's a big selling point. Yeah. So I like to manage my website, my websites on WordPress.com. That's fair. Yeah. Awesome. I have a LinkedIn account. Yeah, LinkedIn. I love is it, it. Is that essentially as good as a, a website? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I, that's another thing I do. I throw in LinkedIn as much as I can too. The job that I just started, I started last week. They found me through LinkedIn. I did not ever meet the people that got me there. What job did you just start? I started a job at D&D doing desktop publishing. Through, and through, they found through, through, through an agency. D&D oh. didn't find him. An agency. No, but but, but I mean, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fantastic. Wonderful. 
I just want to point out your face when I said is, 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 is linked in the same as the website. I could tell you wanted to say something in the most polite way possible, but all that's going through your mind is I'm talking to a moron. You get that a lot, don't you? All the time. All the time. That's good. LinkedIn is really great for networking. It's great for job seeking. Yeah. And I think that everyone should also have an updated LinkedIn profile for the same reason. People are searching for contacts, connections. It's a great platform. I really like it. I have a premium LinkedIn account. I really see value in it, but it's not the same as a website. Mm -hmm. You wrote a very nice blog entry about LinkedIn. Oh, you read my blog! I read your blog. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you were talking about how, how powerful a tool it is, but how, I mean, you, you need to you need to go through it in the right approach. You can't just say, okay, well, I set it up in the most basic manner either. You know, you know I mean, you need to do some work into it as well, mm-hmm. and you need to sort of brand yourself. Yeah, and one of my biggest pet peeves is when people don't customize their LinkedIn invites. It kills oh, me. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to invite you to my, my LinkedIn network or whatever it is. is that and what it's it is? like, yeah. why? Who are you? Okay, if I know you... Sure, robot. Yeah. yeah. If we've met before... I'm offended that you didn't personalize it because it's an opportunity to say hi if I haven't seen right, you in a while. Yeah. If I don't know you, <laughs> why? Yeah. Why would I add you to my LinkedIn network? My test for if I'm going to add you to my LinkedIn network is can I say anything about you? <laughs> can I say something positive, negative, whatever? And if literally all you've ever said to me in my life is I'd like to add you to my LinkedIn network, I can say... They clicked a button to add me to my LinkedIn network. And that's the only thing, because people will ask me how I know connections on LinkedIn. Hiring managers will reach out to me and say, I see that we know each other, and you know this person. Are they a good fit? Should I interview them? And I actually had one... This is a bit of a less appropriate story, but I had one guy request an invite to LinkedIn connect with me, And I said no, because I know him, because he was a really big bully in high school. And I was like, dude, you do not want me telling the story of how we know each other in a professional context. Like, I'm straight up, like, add me on Facebook if you really want to stay in touch, but I am not adding you to my LinkedIn network. Sorry. (laughs) Just write terrible comments about him. (gasps) Or, like, like, say, yeah, recommend him, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> terrible, terrible spiel. Blast it. Yeah. That's it. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> we uh, we do a segment most times on this podcast called Classic Ottawa, where we talk about the news. Um, so Mon's gonna gonna take that over. And yeah, Desiree, yeah. feel free free to jump in if something grinds your gears or you uh, <laughs> something, something you say. Keegan uh, Keegan tends to ask questions about almost every article uh, to the guest. Well, he so plays just, the everyman. So exactly. Like, what and, does that word mean? And, and I'm, I'm very curious to see what he says after after this first news story. So let's see what All happens. Right. So uh, again, new, this is news uh, about uh, Ottawa. So we don't go much further than that. Maybe Gatineau. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, first and foremost, um, there were shots fired on MacArthur Road. Uh, there was a vacant townhouse on the road, and it was shot several times on Sunday. The townhouse is in serious but stable condition and is, is expected to make a full recovery. And when I read this, my first th- thought was that Keegan's going to be the idiot who asked, Hey, Desiree, have you ever been shot? 
<laughs> because after every single one, it's like, hey, Desiree, have you ever done that? And I've been trying to be the Keegan for this episode. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not working. There can only be one. Uh, but that's uh, crazy. That is kind of crazy. Just, like, yeah. shot a bunch of times into an empty house. But they, they clearly got the wrong house. Yeah. I'd like to think so. Maybe. Well, you know what? I, I wouldn't like to think so. I, I, I hope they were just shooting a vacant townhouse. But, like, it, it would be a pretty big mistake to make. Would, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, another news I, I just read about this was um, Justin Trudeau's Rockville, Rockcliffe story. Rockville. I'm thinking Brockville. Rockcliffe home was broken into this weekend. Police say that the culprit did not take anything, but left a note advising Trudeau to lock his doors in the future, making it one of the most Canadian burglaries in recent history. Is that actually true? They left a note? Uh, they did, yeah, yeah. They, they left a note, but what, what did the note actually say? It said something like, you should lock your doors. I think oh, the note was also placed on top of some very sharp knives, so it added a bit of Canadian oh, threatening yeah. to it. No, exactly. Canadians threatening. The knives people. weren't touched. It no. was placed on top. They were extensive so, knives. Probably too. duct taped. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to make it even more Canadian. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. I, well, I'll have one for this. Wait, you might, <laughs> no, skip to the next one. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Zip. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. So, zip.ca, was, it's a. Uh, I actually just learned today that it's Ottawa-based, but it's an Ottawa-based mail-order movie rental company, and it's shutting down. So apparently people don't like waiting days to watch movies or having to mail stuff. You are looking really upset right now. What's happening? I, I wrote a joke for um, the condo one, but I... Oh, the condo one. I wrote it on a piece of paper because I don't like to be on my phone at work all the time. Makes sense. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I don't actually have a joke for it, but this is just uh, yeah about the condo one. So if you build something downtown that that's above a certain height, mm-hmm. it needs to be uh, classified as a landmark. And I think the rule is, if I'm not mistaken, is that you know buildings cannot be taller than a peace tower downtown. Yeah. And if you do build it taller, again, it's, it needs to be a landmark. So this condo building was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to build something. Tw- I think it was 27 stories high. And, you know, it just looked like two towers, really, with a with a with almost like a tunnel. Not a tunnel, but a it's, bridge. It's, it's a bridge. Yeah, a bridge that connects the two up, up, up around like the 20th floor, maybe. And they're just like, yeah, this is going to be, you know, like a, a new Ottawa landmark. And, like, the, the people who are evaluating it were just like, no, it's not. This looks like <laughs> any other condo building ever. <laughs> so, apparently, this is going through. But, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, well, like, the, the stipulation was, like, one of the things for a landmark is it has to add significant value to um, the city or has to consist of 40% or 40% of its area has to consist of public space or, like, be used for public space. Uh, neither of which um, the condos fulfill. Um, but then in, in defense of the proposal, the developers came out with a statement the other day uh, saying, it's going to be really big. <laughs> that was the joke. Was that the exact joke? Did you add a bit at the end there? Uh, no, that was the exact joke. Okay. That's good. I like it. They later added, like, really big. <laughs> Here's another headline, which doesn't even need a joke. There's a man near Algonquin College. He saw some. He saw a bunch of balloons floating, and it sort of like floated towards him. And it was just a box of tampons uh, that were just hanging from it. And he he found it, and he's just like. And at first, he's kind of nervous, like, "Okay, what's in the box?" And they were literally just tampons. That's not a joke. This legitimately happened. And then they looked into it, and I guess what happened 
was uh, there was somebody who was celebrating a, a wedding or a bachelorette party or something at Brook Street Hotel. And they took the balloons and they were going to like just give it to this guy, like just tape it to his door as a prank. They didn't have a tape. They had nothing to tie it to or didn't want to tie it. So she's like, oh, I've got something that weighs it down. She took some, takes a box of condoms from her car and I was like, this will weigh it down. And the officer just blew away. So this random citizen found it and was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Not even a joke. That happened. <laughs> How did you change tampons to condoms at the end of the story? Listen, condoms. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. There's a Freudian slip, I guess. It's kind of the opposite, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, it's not at all, but thanks for coming along with that. <laughs> I said condoms. <laughs> Mess that up. Uh, a man. This happened yesterday, I think. A man in Buckingham, which is part of the Gatineau area, I think. Okay, still Ottawa. It's it's uh, it's like on the other side of Cumberland, across the river. Uh, they found he found a grenade lying in the woods. It was just like this dud grenade. And Gatineau police were looking into it, and they called the Quebec police or something, and then they called the Canadian Army, which would make sense. I guess they do some training around there, and they confirmed that while the grenade was actually real. Uh, the explosives had been removed. Which raises the question, is the Canadian Army carrying around prop grenades? <laughs> <laughs> that would be also very Canadian. Would be. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we got grenades. We won't use them. Yeah. But check these out. But we, we won't use them and they're not real or dangerous. <laughs> but we do have two. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the two that the yeah. Army had. Good. To go with their cannons. Uh... <laughs> The Ottawa Senators announced uh, today that they've contributed $100 million in the Ottawa region. Good for them, right? Meanwhile, we here at Ottawa contribute money to the Ottawa region. But you know what? We just think it's tacky to say how much. Yes, Senators. We do. We should tag them. We should take them. <laughs> we will. Take that, $100 million. <laughs> we contribute money. We bought this we yep. kiss mirror. Kiss Meyer? Is that what it is? We just talked about how important it was Kiss Meyer. to get the name right. Kiss uh, There are a lot of people upset about, uh, in the Glee, people upset about the Red Blocks. There's this one man. There are not a lot. Let's qualify that. There's sorry. a few. There are a lot of, there are relatively, there are a few people, you're right, there are a few people who are quite loud, so it seems like a lot, yes. uh, who are sort of, not anti-Red Blocks, but anti-the Red Blocks environment almost. Uh, one of which, uh, there's a there's a guy, I guess he catches people peeing out of, urinating on his lawn. And uh, I guess I'd be kind of upset if that happened. I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, but for you, it would be like peeing on your balcony. You'd be upset with that. I'd be kind of impressed if people pee- peed on my balcony. They'd like start off on it. Up. Yeah, no. scale or have like a jetpack or something. <laughs> I gotta pee, but I gotta do it in style. <laughs> so do you, here's the question. Do you, like, do you accidentally see people peeing on your lawn? Or do you catch, like, do you go looking for people? Like, how many people have you seen peeing on a lawn in your life? I would just like to point out that lawns in the Glebe are the size of a postage stamp, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's a very densely populated yeah, area. Is. I'm pretty sure you would have a hard time ignoring it. Just saying. Sounds like this guy's that's scouting. This big. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the other thing, is the, <laughs> the, uh, the article said Glee Bite is upset at public urination. One. 
Yeah. One person. So you think if it was a bigger issue, it'd be like Glee Bites, or you know, several people have yeah. Glee have, have, have you know, complained about this. But literally one person read the issue, and and, and not a story. The reporter <laughs> either didn't go looking for anybody else, <laughs> or there is nobody else who's affected by the urination. It's just as one guy. So you know what? Your your question, Desiree, is uh, is, is spot on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least it's a legitimate issue. At least it's not the public is using the public street outside of my house, and I don't like that. At least it's they're urinating on my lawn. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, I get that. <laughs> um, there, there are a couple others. that Canada residents are upset over the placement of a new community mailbox, or, yeah, the, the super box, as it were, because they're stopping, you know, Delivery. Well, we don't have a lot to do out there. I, I guess mean. so, but <laughs> I think I think it's going to be thrown in the same category as Lakeside <laughs> Street residents in the I don't give a crap yeah, pile. Right. I'm pretty yes. sure that article even said everyone is happy about the placement except for the person whose lawn it's on. So because it's probably also being urinated on. Probably. I mean, and you can't have both. Well, we're into that in the suburbs. We just like to pee on things. There we go. Mark suburbs. <laughs> but uh, just mentioned Lakeside Drive or Avenue or Street or whatever it is. And we were talking about this earlier, and and I think we talked about this in a previous podcast as well as that. Lakeside. What they're complaining about is the number of the uh, of I guess it's school buses, school buses that are shuttling people to uh, Lansdowne Park. And I was wondering, what's your uh, What's your thought on it? Well, I'm distracted by a crazy woman on the balcony who's like <laughs> waving around, and she might be about to urinate. And yeah. I'm she know might what it's be. Like. Yeah, you will know what it's like. Fantastic. So, I mean, really, my thought is, it's 25 people, and I understand it's a quiet street usually, but it's also the fastest way for thousands of people, I'm pretty sure, to get to these red black games. Who are not lucky enough to live in the Glebe. Mm-hmm. And it's also, I'm pretty sure, the fewest people that you could possibly inconvenience on that route. I think there's 20, 20, 20, I think. 25, 20 or 25, 25. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, 20 to 25. And there's about 300 people who live on Sunnyside, which is their suggested alternate route. And I'm just saying, you have to think a lot of yourself if you think your 25 people are more worth conveniencing than the 300. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And, and what's yeah. that saying is that the the needs of the few are far outweighed by the needs of the many or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And and I, I was reading an article about this earlier today and, you know, they were talking about possible solutions here. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that, you know, I mean, there, there's, there's pros and cons in, in terms of OSAG, the, the group that runs mm-hmm. the Red Blacks and, and I think Lansdowne as well. And there's, you know, the options to them, first of all, are they could, depending on cost benefit here, potentially pay each of these people, you know, two hundred bucks per game, for example, just a random number, mm-hmm. and you know that'll come up to you what a few thousand dollars in order to let these buses go through. Mm-hmm. It'll affect fewer people, and sort of everybody wins in this situation. But what it comes down to is how much of a right do these property owners have over this street? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, if you do that. That means that they have complete control over all this, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it comes to selling that land or selling these houses, it's like it, unless it explicitly says that, you know, we, you're going to have a quiet neighborhood. 
unfortunately, you're not really entitled to anything, like, like in terms of, of, of what this issue is. So they're saying on one side of the coin, there's that in terms of OSEC could step up and say, you know, here's a certain amount of money for the inconvenience of having these buses go through. Alternatively, you could do the flip side, where the community could pull together the street, the 25 people, each paying 200 bucks, again, the same mm-hmm. random figure, and say, we're going to pay you, OSEG, for you know, sort of transporting them through, through Sunnyside, for example. Yeah. And that way, they again, OSEG's looking at the cost-benefit and saying, oh, well, we're going to make, let's say, $5,000 based on just moving down a different route. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So it's kind of neat saying that, you know, there's, there's two different options you can kind of look at if you want to dr- go through that sort of mechanism of resolving conflict. Rob seems to disagree with ah. what saying. But <laughs> this is what the, the article said. What about the thousands of people that live on Bank Street that they have buses going by every five minutes no, it, all day? And, and it's true. And it's sort of implied that that's kind of something that's going to happen on Bank Street. And it just depends on what the expectations were of the people on like the side. That just seems like a horrible precedent to set. Anytime yeah. a bus route changes onto a new street, these people can complain. Well, about and you know buses. what? Originally, I was thinking that too because originally I was thinking what a couple buses, but apparently it's like There's constant a lot of noise for like four hours. Yeah. Oh, four but hours? Yeah. They live by four land hours? down. <laughs> oh, my God. Four hours. For, like, eight games They should just year. burn yeah. their houses down. Yeah. I mean, four hours of noise? That's They should just leave. If, like, if there is a fire down. on Lakeside, I'm, I'd like to say as a disclaimer, oh, Ottawa yeah. is yeah. not responsible Nothing for anything Desiree might do. <laughs> we didn't see Desiree after this podcast. That's it. For... <laughs> That's it. We, we locked the door generally after. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, anyway, it it was, it was an interesting concept. Or really the solution is you could just do nothing and just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> also a good option. That's it. They've been living by Lansdowne, which is a busy... Like, it, it didn't have a team, a CFL team for a while. Yeah. But it's busy. Like, it's a stadium. Well, Are I, they not... I, I don't know if I lived in Ottawa when the Renegades had their final run. Yeah. But I'm not... So I'm not sure what they used to do, but maybe that was never an issue before. Maybe they didn't have all these school buses going down. Well, no, they didn't have school buses, but they had noise. There's thousands of people congregating. Like, why couldn't you just give them season tickets to placate them? And, and that's the thing. No, that'd be I have no idea. Yeah, that's it. But, yeah, be, I, I have they, no idea. They'd be on the shuttles. Yeah. Um, for one wrong, block. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, it's free. You can use it. Yeah, there you go. Um, the biggest hypocrites in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, sounds like we're more or less on the same page about... I think so, yeah. Lakeside. Lakeview, whatever it's called. Get over it. And uh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I say we end on a lighter note. Everyone's favorite segment, Speed Round. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. We need a sound effect. <laughs> that's the sound effect right <laughs> there. Um, in this segment, the hosts have very carefully selected a few questions, crafted even, a few questions. Uh, and we, uh, yeah, we attack our guest with them. I've made it this far without saying something stupid. So. True, but this, if you're going <laughs> to, this is the time. I know. Because yeah. you have no control. So there's going to be two minutes on the clock. Rob's going to do it. We'll go around in a circle. You just answer as many questions as quickly as you can. You're not tied to anything. We, I think everyone understands that it's a speed round. Yeah. You may say something nonsensical. <laughs> just, we're not going to like hold you to it forever. Can we just acknowledge that I'm, like, physically preparing for she these is. questions? Yeah. Like, I'm really... Sleeves are rolled that, That's some good posture right there. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if we can fit in as many questions as possible. We tend to take our time sometimes. That's true. So let's, so go, yes, let's take make it time. a speed run. That's true. No pressure. I would just like to ask, <laughs> the, what's the record for number of questions asked? I don't know, but we we'll beat it today. All right. The, the record time is two minutes. 
Thanks, that's, Keegan. That's your standard. <laughs> okay. Who's starting? Keegan. I'll start. All right. And go. What would you never wear? I would never wear white to a wedding. Yeah, nice. What's your favorite movie of all time? Secondhand Lions. Favorite, favorite active activity? Running. What celebrity would you choose to fight if you had to fight one? Oh my god, that's a really difficult question. Know, Jason Siegel, because I would change the fight into a makeup session, and I love him. Hey, there you go. Of course. What's your favorite season? Fall. What's your favorite little-known place in Ottawa? Top of your head. 1014 in Hintonburg. Best bacon cups ever. Ooh, Best perfect. bacon. Oh my god. What's the worst street in Ottawa? The worst street? Yeah. In Ottawa? You can't say lake. <laughs> oh, it's a bad experience. Pass. Pass. What? If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, come on, man. Ramen noodles. What's the worst candy? <laughs> Sour peaches. Uh, what's the last song you listened to? All about that bass, Megan Trainer. Brussels sprouts, yay or nay? Yay with bacon. What uh, book are you currently reading? I am about to start reading Wild by Cheryl Strayed. Gasoline. I mean, regular gasoline or premium gasoline? <laughs> regular, because that's what my car says to take. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. What's your next blog post about? Probably baking. Whose nose of the three of us do you like the best? Amon, it has character. <laughs> <laughs> What's in for this fall? I don't know. I don't work in fashion anymore. <laughs> Favorite color? White. Favorite website? Conceptshare.com. That's where I work. <laughs> We're done. One second. Oh, shoot. Uh, why? Because I work there. <laughs> I, I had a question written that said how. <laughs> that was tempting. So I got that one. That's so good. Wow. <laughs> insane. I would have said because. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, Desiree, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. I know you're very busy. Well, thank you guys for having me. This was so much fun. It was fun. It was a good time. I hope I wasn't boring. No, you weren't at all. It was an okay. hour. Again, it, that was an, an hour past. <laughs> and we have more that we wanted to talk about. So, like, you can tell, like, you, you were pretty engaging. It was good. Oh, well, thanks. But, um, uh, no, that being said, I mean, we have uh, we have Damien Broom coming up. This time for real. We're not just saying for this real. Time. He is next. He's legit up. coming up next week. Uh, who else do we have? We have, uh, we have a lawyer coming up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's kind of cool. A lawyer. We have a doctor coming up. Yeah, yep. I don't want to say a name. Like she said, she would do it, but I don't know. No, I don't want to say it. And then she's like, "Oh, I don't want to." do We've it. We've got a backup like, doctor, anyways, in okay, case. Yeah. All kinds of docs. Um, um, do you yeah. do you have anything you want to plug? Um, my Twitter handle is Desiree O D E S I R A E O. Follow me on Twitter. I'm fun sometimes. That's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> you can't have too much no. fun. <laughs> That's it. Okay, that's good. You can find us at ottawatpodcast.ca. Dot com. Dot com. Come on. Rule number one, know your website. You it failed twice yeah. during this In my defense, it's a new website. Ottawatpodcast.ca. C-O-M. That's what I was going to say. No, it's not. Uh, uh, okay. Shout out to Kiss Meyer. Yep. Um, Nordic Pale Ale. Any, any other shout-outs? 
Uh, shout out to uh, Lakeside Street. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry about our opinions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, oh, no train. Yes, thank you for the sponsor. Yeah. Uh, to end the podcast, something we always forget to tell the guests that we do is we have our guest say, yell, exclaim, exclaim auto what, in whatever fashion you like. And that's kind of how we end it. You could just say it. Uh, people drag out vowels or consonants sometimes. If, if you know how to drag out a consonant, you can do it. <laughs> oh. Oh, auto just... what? 